0: Hi, I'm Rachel Montalini and welcome to Kittypedia the podcast. I'm not an expert. However, I do speak with them, with the view of providing you with expert information and advice to help you be the best parent that you can be. Together, let's give children the life they deserve and a positive future. Hi there. You know, fatherhood and newborns, a topic not nearly covered enough. You know, providing new dads with practical emotional and social support is also something that we can do much better and much more of. You know, it's not uncommon that when your newborn arrives home that many new dads feel totally overwhelmed and just trying to figure out their role and place among the changes in the household. You know, among all the wonderful changes that a newborn baby brings, many dads doubt their parenting skills and can feel unprepared, questioning if their parenting knowledge is simply enough. And before you know it, the dads are back at work, which also presents its own challenges as acute stress can build up due to sleepless nights and ongoing sleep deprivation doesn't everybody know about that (laughs) and this is all whilst you know dads of course are just fiercely just wanting to be strong as the backbone of the family dad's We feel you. And that's why we're here today to show our support and empathy with encouraging tips from our special guest, Belinda Joyce. Now, Belinda is a midwife, maternal and child health nurse with over 20 years experience. Now, she's also a mother of four and author of Survive and Enjoy Your Baby. Now, her passion is in providing safe, evidence-based advice and options to parents and dads, So they can find their own path to parenthood today. Upland is going to share her helpful tips, how dads can help with their newborn. Thank you so much for your time today and welcome back. How are you doing? Very well, thanks. Now, as a disclaimer, of course, um, before we sort of get stuck into any part of uh, the chat today, during this interview, we want to use the term dad and father quite broadly as we acknowledge and support the just the broad, broad spectrum that includes all co-parents and, and rainbow families um, in, in this modern era, of course, that we're living in. So I just wanted to acknowledge that at the get-go. Now, um Linda, in your 20 years experience in your career to date, um, I'd just love to know initially, I mean, have you seen an increase of dads attending um, the maternal and child health sessions um, over the last 20 years or not? I don't know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We're seeing more and more dads who are wanting to be more involved. And I think with different work practices as well with um, less people doing the regular nine to five work Uh, we're able to see more dads coming in and participating in um, their you know health checks with their baby and you know we're asking the parents questions about their baby and they're answering them beautifully they know exactly what's going on with their babies and it's just fantastic to see
0: yeah and in that you know like, Fathering today um, is really multifaceted, of course, and so and many we have to consider it, and we and it is considered appropriate, of course, for fathers to take on the role of the stay stay home caregiver, whilst you know many mothers have made that choice to take on the breadwinning role as well for their careers, um, and that's all acceptable, of course, and it's, and it's all wonderful, um, and so of course we've seen increase of stay at home dads in in recent years. Which, is, which has also been wonderful as, as the stats and all, all of the surveys and um, everything else show as well. But, I mean, this time period for any new dad can be a bit of a shock for, for many dads. And it's, it's really not uncommon, of course, that they experience... Many new dads, as well, things like social isolation, as you know, they they would have um, previously sort of been out in their social cir- circles a lot more, um, and you know, of course, they just don't have the time. As all new parents don't necessarily catch up with their with their friends, and um, and for the dads, their mates anymore. But um, I know that a lot of men don't talk openly about their feelings to one another. It's just just one of those things and and that's fine, but it's more, I think the companionship and um, they say that many dads experience loneliness as well. Um, Have you experienced or heard, heard
1: any of that sort of stuff before? Yes, absolutely. So dads, you know, it is a generalization of course, but they often don't want to be vulnerable and let people know how they're, how they're going or if they're, really feeling quite challenged or struggling with new parenthood Um, just as mums get you know many challenges along the way many fathers do as well and it's just not talked about as much so I think we've really reduced the stigma around mental health issues or coping issues for new mums but we no one really talks about it with the dads and I think the role that they take on um, and again it's a generalization but in my experience, the majority of dads are the ones that go back to work. We we are getting a growing number of, you know, primary caregiver dads as well, and that's fantastic. But for those that head back to work, um, you know, they, they work all day and they come home often to quite a high-pressure environment where there's a mum and a new baby and, you know, she's worked really hard all day too but hasn't had a break from the baby and then they're, they're often just handed the baby um. It's not really, uh, they're not getting any chance to sort of have any time out in between work. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Um, I've read also that Beyond Blue reported that 5% of fathers develop postnatal depression in the first year after having a baby, where it's about, I think, 16% of mums suffer with postnatal depression. So it's not uncommon Mm -hmm. that dads um, suffer with uh, depression and anxiety as well during this time. Um, Have you heard
1: that? Absolutely. And we think that that figure is probably a lot higher. Um, But being that we don't talk about it, and so many dads don't realise that it's even a chance that they could develop postnatal depression or anxiety. um, They often don't seek help, and it's not diagnosed. So I do really think it is probably much higher than that. Mm. Um, And we need to talk about that. A little bit more and realize that there is a lot of help out there as well and if their partner has got diagnosed postnatal depression that increases their risk even more so we really need to wrap around and look after those dads yes totally agree now just wanted to
0: acknowledge that we published your article titled the importance of dads now for someone who hasn't read the article yet can you please tell us what it's about and of course what inspired you to write it
1: Sure. I just wanted to shine a light more on dads and how important they are because the mum carries the baby, you know, throughout the pregnancy and the birth and and in hospital, often all the focus is on the mum and the baby. And then after they go home, um, many dads have a little bit of time off, but if they do head back to work, Many of the health professionals, like maternal and child health nurses, don't see a lot of the dads. And they they can get forgotten. And I would hate that to happen because I really think they need to, they need to know how important they are um, to their baby, to their partner, um, in support of the, the mother and baby, but also their baby really needs a relationship with their dad. And it's really important that they that they can get that.
0: Yeah. So in saying that, what are some of your suggestions then how dads
1: can help support a mother with a newborn? Yeah, sure. So just the the basic practical support is really helpful. Um, When you think about looking after a newborn baby that's requiring feeding 24 hours a day, um, not sleeping for very long periods, and um, particularly if the mother's breastfeeding, there's not a lot that the dad can do hands-on with the baby with feeding, Um, and that means that picking up some of those other tasks like, um, you know, burping the baby, changing their nappy, um, helping the mother get set up for feeding and then handing the baby over, but even the more practical things just to keep the house going so you know the the mundane tasks that we all need to do like cooking cleaning doing some washing Mm -hmm. those kind of things can really make a massive massive difference Mm -hmm. and then of course the emotional support for their partner and their baby so that bonding with the baby but also emotional support with their partner telling them that they're doing a great job because there's going to be many days where they don't feel that they are yes Um, and and just being there as an as a second set of hands and some some support. Yeah. So so dads
0: can focus on everything. Uh, what I'm hearing um, that requires empathy, offering emotional support with feeding. So offering supportive words and encouragement um, when a mum is breastfeeding. Um, and I understand if a mother is breastfeeding, the stats that actually show that when uh, she is provided some emotional support um, in her breastfeeding, that she actually breastfeeds for longer. Um, yes. And, of yes, course.
1: absolutely. And the dads often remember things that the midwives have said at the hospital or from childbirth education or breastfeeding education um, sessions that they might have gone to before the birth. The dads will often remind their partners, "Oh, remember that, um, that this is really normal and it rarely goes smoothly and, uh, and I'm here to help you. And those kind of things really do help a mum get through some of the more challenging beginnings of breastfeeding.
0: Mm. Um, with that, I just wanted to just expand on this just a little bit more. Like, it may be hard sometimes, and for, for no fault of their own, but for dads to show em- empathy. Or have you found that um, that that some dads find it hard to express um, the right phrases uh, in supporting their partners, sort of during this time at all?
1: Yeah, I think I think all all of us, um, mums and dads, have trouble sometimes. Feeling empathy, especially for a situation they've not been in themselves and that, don't that's know exactly
0: it. How because it if feels. they haven't, yeah, carried the baby, they're not the one breastfeeding. They don't have the one with sore boobs and sore nipples. And that that that's more the, the angle I'm i meaning. Not that they're not being uh, emotional in any other way. It's just more the fact yes. that they're just not physically feeling up. So that they're finding it hard to be able to express the support. Is that yeah. common <laughs> or not? Do you find?
1: I think it is. It is probably common um, and it's really hard for the mum to really fully explain how she is feeling. And there are times where perhaps a mum's thinking that the challenges are too great and their partner's still saying, but remember, we knew that it was going to be hard and uh, we need to work our way through it. But the mum's actually trying to express that that perhaps she doesn't want to continue with breastfeeding because the challenges are too great. Perhaps she's been in too much pain or um, for whatever reason and it's her choice to to make that choice um, and, and in those situations it's really important that the partner is listening and can hear her side of the story as well just to get them both onto the same page. Yeah um, and
0: of course if a mum isn't a uh- breastfeeding, she's bottle feeding. It's it's always great for the dad to take turns with with the bottle feeding. But um with regards to breastfeeding as well, I mean it's like being a second pair of hands um, around the breastfeeding station. Of course dads can always help with making the mum comfortable, ensuring she's got all of her snacks and her water and everything else that she needs to feel comfortable. And there's all of the other good stuff like the birthing, uh, So the birthing, the burping, sorry, um the bathing and uh, changing nappies and all the other stuff as well. So there's always so much that they can do to be able to show you their support. Um, another thing as well, I think, is just being a protector because, of course, when, um, you know, the mother and both parents are exhausted, but you've equally got friends and family that are so eager to come over and and maybe meet the baby for the first time as well, but maybe the timing isn't right. I think being a protector is always a, a very big part of this as well and, um, you know, just sort of saying yes or yes, know and uh and and instead of you know communicating to family and friends and when it is convenient for them to sort of to come over do you think as well yeah
1: i've i've found that even in hospital just trying to limit the amount of visitors if they're if the mother's really overwhelmed and also communicating with people you know when it when it's a good time to come um doing things like taking the phone you know turning the phone off even and um moving, you know, lovely visitors. It's great to have visitors, but moving them along as well. Sometimes they don't know that it's time to leave and, um, and I do find the dads are really good at being quite assertive and uh, the mother often isn't. <laughs> yes as well (laughs) so so
0: definitely that protector role now getting to the 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 fun stuff I mean in your experience I mean how do you think that dads can actually sort of play with their newborn baby because naturally they are physically strong um and understand you've got this fragile perfect like newborn as well (laughs) so how
1: how can dads play with their newborn baby safely so dad's love playing with their babies once they know how. Some dads just naturally know how and some new dads have been around a lot of babies and are very familiar with them and um, feel quite confident, whereas other dads just look at this tiny little newborn and they're really uh, worried that they might hurt them. So we do have to remember that they're not able to hold their head up from birth, so you do need to always support their neck and their head um, and make sure that, that that they're well supported. Um, it's really important not to play roughly, obviously, with a newborn baby, but anything that shakes the baby's head is really dangerous or, you know, throwing them up in the air and catching them, which I have seen um, fathers do. Um, it's even if you know you're going to catch them, that's fine, but it's not safe for their brain. So it can actually mean that their brain moves and hits the inside of their skull and causes permanent damage. So... Mm. Any other play is fine. So really just get down on the floor with them, make eye contact, make um, talk to them, sing to them. Even if you don't like the sound of your own voice, your baby will love it. Their favourite toy in the world is you and their mum. They love your face, your voice. Uh, if your face is smiling, they're even more excited and happy. And gradually over those early weeks, they'll start to show you that. So early on, they might just look at you and occasionally, you know, you might even see one eye going in one direction and one going in the other and you think, are they even looking at me? But as they get older you know by six weeks they'll be smiling uh and then you start getting a bit more of a reward for that play and then they'll start giggling and then they'll start um you know they'll, they'll start talking to you in their own little language and um it it becomes more and more fun but you will find uh, that they really love that interaction and that one-on-one time so so why is it important for dads to have that one-on-one time with their baby then because a lot of dads don't probably get a lot of one-on-one time with their baby. Um, again, that's a generalisation, but sometimes I've heard dads say, oh, I'm babysitting while my, my partner goes out to the gym or something like that, or other people talk about a dad babysitting their own baby. Mm. And I guess that's one of the things um, that frustrates me because they're just They're just being a dad. They're just being a parent. Um, They're not babysitting and they need to find their own way to care for their baby on their own. Um, And it's really important because they'll find different ways of doing things, different ways just like in anything else in life. We all find ways that we prefer to, um, you know, change a baby's nappy or, or whatever it is, burp the baby, slightly different strategies Um, to help them go to sleep, and it's really important that they get a chance to to parent their baby in their own way as long as that's safe. Um, And the dads are going to have the best interests of the baby at heart as well, just like the mum, Um, although some mums, and I felt this myself, but it was really hard sometimes to let go of the way that I thought things needed to be done for our baby, Um, and my partner loved having one-on-one time where he could do it his own way. And the baby loved it too.
0: Yes. So, I mean, in saying that, bonding with the baby is so important. So, like how else can dads bond with it, with their baby uh, overall?
1: Yeah. So, just shared time with lots of eye contact and talking and, um, you know, being interested in your baby and um, wanting to play with them, those kind of things are great. But skin to skin contact is another way that babies really love. Um, to be close to you and have that skin-to-skin contact. So uh, if a mother's breastfeeding, they're often getting a lot of skin-to-skin contact. Um, but even if they're not, um, both parents should have some skin-to-skin contact with their baby. So there's different ways of doing it. Lots of people love showering with their baby or hopping in a um you know, an adult-sized bath with their baby, but also there's some amazing slings. Or I guess they're very simple slings that just pop the baby directly onto your chest um, without fabric or anything in between, and that works really well as well. So I know my husband used to walk around the house with our baby in the sling, and she would settle so much better. So she, we would just have the nappy on her, um, and she would settle so happily there beautiful and warm um it gave him his hands free so he could do some other things as well and it was really special special time so it works great for bonding
0: yeah and showering and bathing with a baby too is another uh i guess opportunity to, to have that um um Self-care also is something that's not just for mothers. Many dads obviously feel the burden um, as we discussed earlier, as well emotionally as you know, in, in in a lot of cases, the reality of parenting sometimes different from what they expected. So in your view too, like you know what can dads do, I guess, to ensure that they are also making time for their own self-care? So we speak about this about mums all the time, but not necessarily for dads. We
1: very rarely touch on this topic for dads. Um, And I think it's really important to, to, I guess, to know that even though they're apart from the baby, if they're back at work um, for many hours a day, it's not self-care or time out for them. That is still work. So, yes, it's a break from the baby and the household tasks and things, but it's not an actual break. So they still need some time out as well. It doesn't have to be, you know, big expensive weekends away or anything like that, but just, you know, going to play some sport with their their mates or teammates if they play football or something like that, going to training, going to the pitches with a mate, um, just going for a walk on their own. Obviously it depends what their interests are, but they do need some time out, so that might be on their own or with some friends. Um, both are really, really important. It might just be having a shower or a bath or something like that that's uninterrupted um, and you're going to just let them have that time to themselves to recharge. And um, just like we always say about mothers, um, by putting, giving that time to the, the dad to recharge, they'll be so much better for it.
0: Yes. Um, And look, it's it's been wonderful over the last 12 12 or so months um, with everything that's happened with with COVID as well, that that we're addressing mental health issues um, much more openly in just our feelings Mm -hmm. in general, um, which is just a breath of fresh air. And you mentioned earlier, if either parent is experiencing depression or anxiety, naturally the baby also and other children in the household will also be affected um, and it is something that we need to be able to address um, much more openly for dads because um, overall, you know, mental health issues can be prevented, um, uh, that being, you know, as simple as anxiety um, and, you know, of course sort of blowing out to to, to much bigger uh, sort of issues. But um, all of these things can significantly be reduced where there's, you know, practical, emotional and um, social support system that surrounds mm-hmm. a family. Um, and yeah, I just uh, we we just know that depression affects mothers, um, but it's it's really important for us to acknowledge that fathers also are at risk as well. I just wanted to maybe just open this up just a little bit more because this do you find this generally happens much more during the perinatal period, um, or and and how long does that generally sort of run for as well? Because it's always good to be able to have an understanding of how long is this scenario going to you know to be able to time frame things as well I mean yeah I I guess
1: I guess both mums and dads are more at risk of mental health issues in that perinatal period which differs depending on where you look at the definition for the perinatal period but I like to think of it from conception all the way up to when their baby is 12 months old Um, really that's a period of um, much higher rates of depression and anxiety in parents. And it's a time where we want to give them extra support. Um, So from the Maternal Child Health Service in Victoria, for instance, we see parents a lot more often and their babies in that first 12 months. And that's part of the reason for that. Obviously, we want to keep an eye that the parents are coping and uh, find ways to help them um, with that, that big shift in going from an individual or or even a partner to a parent. It's a really, really big change. I guess the most important thing is that any parent that feels like they're feeling not really themselves, um, having more bad days than good days, not really being able to see the light at the end of the tunnel, um, feeling like they're alone and not coping very well, reach out and ask for help, because there is a lot of support out there, um, both from your friends and family, but also from health professionals. So the the best thing to do would be to go and see your GP. um, And if you don't already have a GP, now's the time to look for one and to start seeing someone a little bit more regularly, um, if possible, so that they can get to know you, you can get to know them and you can build some trust. uh, And then looking at getting a mental health care plan as well for some actual help with a psychologist and some support mm.
0: thank you for that and i guess you know in a recap um how else would you i guess summarize the key messages from everything that we've spoken about today what do you want to be the main takeaways for everyone yeah
1: yeah i think just the importance of dads and how we need to support them as as a whole society a little bit more than what we have in the past, um, that that they are a really important part in this new family and that it's normal for them to find becoming a dad really challenging as well, just like a mum does. Uh, And so looking at ways of supporting them, whether that's in the workplace or in sporting clubs or just in your your group of friends, um, friends and family, and just knowing that there is a chance that that he's struggling as well. So you might um, quite frequently ask a new mum, how are you coping? But how often would you ask a new dad that?
0: Absolutely. And that is something that time and time again, um, we've had uh, a- other sort of partners here with um, with Kittypedia to open up the, those exact points that s- so many times everything else is, is focused on the mother and not so much um, on, on, the, on the other partner, be it whatever the, the other partner is um, uh, in, in any capacity and or a carer as well. So I just wanted to be able to uh, hopefully help some people listening today. Uh, if anyone else has got any other questions for you, whereabouts can they find you?
1: They can find me at belindajoyce.com.
0: All right, wonderful. We'll have uh, a link to your article and all of your other sort of handles in the show notes. Thanks again for your time, Belinda, and I'm really, really grateful uh, to have this, uh, this chat with you today. Take care. Thank you i'm rachel monteleone and you've been listening to Kittypedia the podcast you can have full access to kiddiepedia by visiting our website at kiddiepedia.com.au or following us on facebook instagram twitter and youtube we're all here to help make the world a better place for our children and for generations to come You can start today by helping us reach other parents by going to Apple Podcast, subscribe, rate and review this podcast. Thank you for listening and be sure to give my love to the kids.